Hello down there. What? Hello. Is that you, Zach? Ryan. Let me come downstairs. Okay. I bet that plays really good. Uh, hi. Welcome to the Complete Guide to Coholent. Hi. Uh, we're doing Tile 01 today. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. This is uh, a good dungeon. Uh, we're up in the Tall Tall Mountains. Uh, there's a big tower here on this tile. Okay, That's tower. very obvious. Mm -hmm. um, it is the Eagle's Tower. Yes. It belongs to the Eagle. Mm. Uh, was this the dungeon we both agreed was the best in the game? Or did, where, 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 no. Where did we end up with on that? I do not remember. I, I definitely said that the best one was Catfish's Maw. Oh, no, that's right. We both said Catfish's Maw is best. Okay, that's right. Well, Eagle's Tower, also a good dungeon in this game. Uh, my notes, in fact, say a very good dungeon. Yes. Uh, we should start on the outside. Uh, you will travel throughout the entirety of the east tall tall mountain range and get to here there's a keyhole in a rock on this tile yes and when you put the key in the keyhole the entire tower rotates yeah it's awesome it is it's immense um because the entrance to the dungeon is on the back side apparently uh yeah it's kind of difficult to convey how cool it is to see the act the tower the entire tower yeah. spins around it's not some door opening like we've seen before it's even cooler than it rising out of the ground it's the entire thing spins it's on a yes. it's on a turntable somewhere under there and that is good for setting up the theme of the mechanic of manipulating the tower itself yeah physically. the tower is the puzzle in some sense yes and we get that right away this is the only multi-level dungeon in this video game. Mm -hmm. uh, sort unless you count the subterranean areas, but I don't. The no. side, not counting the side scroll areas. There are four, right. well, three and a half, or some. There's a number of floors mm -hmm. uh, that you traverse between. It's a pretty non-linear dungeon, all things considered. So, well, we have a kind of couple different ways to go here. I mean, what struck me is it's not nonlinear, or it is very linear for the first part. Um, you are stuck in, like, the first floor. There's only really one thing you can do, which is climb up to the second floor. On the second floor, you have to go past this big block that you can pick up. And then you go see this, you know, pillar. Yeah. That you can knock down with, with the, uh, sorry, not the big block, but a big orb. That you can throw at the pillar and cause the pillar to collapse. It's one of those big metal spheres that you previously fought the mini boss in Face Shrine over, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the I guess we can just jump straight into that. The central puzzle to this dungeon sure. are is this ball and these pillars. On the second floor of the dungeon, there are four pillars in the very center of the tower, and they teach you through environment that you can throw that orb at the pillar to destroy it and once you you know you reach this first pillar and you probably if you have normal psychology uh throw that orb at that pillar see it be destroyed and then you're off to the races the dungeon yeah. opens up you know what the central mechanic is yep. and it's time to try to knock down more pillars yep 
but it's a arduous process to get that. But, oh yes, because um, it's not as simple as just going room to room. There's a lot of obstacles in your way. Mm -hmm. uh, should I stop real quick and mention the music, or should we do that after all this? Uh, you have mentioned the music. So, Aha! Uh, you know who we talked to about the music? I'm going to say it's probably Jason Yu. It was Jason Yu. Yeah! And so uh, let's go back in time and hear what Jason Yu had to say about the music here. You were saying that Eagle's Tower has a, a weird structure. The, the music. Oh, has a weird yeah. Structure. It's just it's just the way that it starts. Um, like, there's like a really, really long introductory section um, where it does that similar thing I was talking about with Face Shrine, where it takes like this repeating pattern and then it like um, adds like a second voice that's like slightly off focus and then it like comes in and out of focus. Um, and that intro section lasts for. I'm looking at my analysis. Um, I just last for a really long time. I think it's like six. Yeah, it repeats six times, which is also like a really strange number. Like you usually think like four yeah. or eight, uh, which makes like more more symmetrical. Uh, but that intro section repeats six times, and then um, and then the sort of upper voice, which is like the main melody, comes in. And then when that main melody comes in, all when you look at all those notes together. The harmony that is presented is the uh, dream chord. So hmm. um, that's like the entire the entire the entirety of Eagle's Tower basically is like a deconstruction of the dream chord. And then at the very end, there's like a little foot, like a little musical footnote, which is sort of the last time you hear that um, that compass motif. I was going like to call it the like a, cave motif by to bow to your Yeah, version. the cave motif. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Isn't that mysterious to bring that back at this late stage? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Uh, what else is there to talk okay, about? Okay, back to the puzzle, though. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's, there are four arranged very... Uh, like, it's easy to understand what the game's asking you to do here. Yes, yes. Uh, but accomplishing that is much more difficult. You have to contend with an assortment of puzzle elements. Um, there's a bunch of Crystal Switch stuff going on here. Yeah. And because you're jumping between multiple levels, it can get a little hectic and confusing because there's times where you will have to hit a switch and then drop down a level through a pit and then go back upstairs now that, this, now that things are different... Sure. Um, sure. There's a part of uh, getting to the mini boss of the dungeon involves hitting a switch and some stuff there. There are some bombable walls that you can tell are bombable from one side, but not from the other side. Right. So you have to exercise spatial reasoning to understand that is bombable from the other side too. I guess yeah. The the pillars, three of them are fairly accessible through like 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 three of them are pretty easy to get to but the fourth involves a very long process of uh accessing those bombable walls yeah and then manip you have to you have to escort this ball around everywhere right and you have to be able yeah, yeah. to escort this ball into a room and toss it over a pit that you can't jump over so you have to after escorting the ball everywhere you have to separate yourself from the ball yeah leave it there so you can come around yourself some other way 
and meet back up with the ball. But in order to cross that gap that you can't cross with your jumpy boots, your jumpy feather, uh, you have to defeat one of those trio, three-and-a-kind enemies. Yeah, yeah. To create a chest that you can use to hookshot across the gap. Right. Uh, it's a very deliberate way to get to this last uh, pillar. Mm-hmm. Or what is probably the last pillar you'll reach. Not necessarily. Sometimes you can do these out of order. You uh, could, but it'd be very strange. Uh, look, I've done some strange things in this game. <laughs> uh, um, there's a couple... There's, too many bosses there's a hinox uh that can throw you into pits that knock you to the lower level which is delightfully yep. terrible mm-hmm. uh, but falling to the lower level is useful because actually there's some uh there's like a key up on a ledge that yeah, you can get to a otherwise key and a secret seashell yeah that are on in treasure chests on this like ledge yeah this like mezzanine thing yeah, around yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. first floor that doesn't look like a place where you should be able to walk nope the game in would... fact there's a lot of this geez the sentence i want to say about this dungeon is too <laughs> long for my mouth this dungeon first of all go back the other dungeons in this game have you a dungeon is a big puzzle you have to figure out right sure you have to hold certain information about the dungeon in your head and understand it correctly in order to get to the end most of the dungeons contain um, these subterranean or, like, side-scrolling elements uh, that connect different places. And sometimes, like in Catfish's Maw, there are parts of the dungeon that you just cannot get to without going underground and then coming back up. And it's connected in kind of this arbitrary way. Mm-hmm. Um just, you know, we have to fit this dungeon together using these subterranean side-scrolling segments. Yeah. We can connect any room to any other room. Yep, 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 yep. Eagle's Tower never has any of those. I mean, it has a side-scrolling segment, but not one of those type kinds. Um, Eagle's Tower, everything about the dungeon is there in front of you. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, all the solving of this dungeon that you do, you do by actually understanding space yeah yeah um you have to think okay well this room is on top of this room and if i fall through this hole then i'll go here uh this room or this like ledge is on top of this but underneath of this there's a lot of um walking on ledges that seem like you shouldn't be able to walk on them there's a lot of walking on top of raised crystal switches. Right. It always feels like you're cheating. It does. Um, but this game, or this dungeon, says, actually, no, you do, You have to. Uh, I like that there's a chest that it always ends up working out that I fall on top of one of those crystal switches that's elevated. Or one of those crystal switch blocks that is elevated. Yeah, yeah. And you can take it over to where a chest is at. And you should not be able to grab that chest, but the game lets you grab that chest. You're talking about the chest with the um, mirror shield in it, right? Uh, that one's one of them. There's another one down below where the uh, stone slab is at, or the beak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which they corrected in the Switch version. You're not able to do that, and I was really upset. Oh, huh. They made it actually work the way the physics work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like you're saying, everything is presented as is. There's not nothing is obfuscated in this dungeon. What you see is what you get, 
and it's just about you figuring out the way to navigate this mess of spikes and pits and blocks. And isn't it wild that, like, the arguably the nastiest, toughest dungeon in the game, or certainly nastiest in terms of, like, puzzle content, uh-huh. um, is this one that has no, you know, hidden information. Nope. It's the one that gives you everything you need to know. Yep, yep, doesn't yep, yep. have you like doesn't like trick you in any way. Exactly. Uh, just gives you all the facts that are so complicated that it takes some work to you know correlate all of its parts. Exactly. There's a couple other elements that we skipped over. There's oh. uh, I don't know what we got. There's a room with some tiles that they attack you that you end up having to go through too many times, but then it's further complicated by the fact that once the tiles are gone there's just pits leading down below mm-hmm. there's some horse head stuff there's actually a horse head puzzle where you're constantly being bombarded by a bemos which is nasty oh that room sucks that room is it's, it's a little mean but it's fair but it's mean uh we get I'm the mirror totally shield sure it's fair we get the mirror shield here you said that earlier and i forgot yeah um that's uh, the dungeon item which is as dungeon items go not the greatest i mean it's not useful to solving the puzzle of the dungeon here and as far it's and it's not a super important item for this video game all that much no but it's what you get here um it looks good i like it because it's just i like how the switch version because there's because the shield is always on the button uh the mirror shield becomes actually useful um and you know like the idea is, well, if you're fighting a monster that has beams, then get out of the mirror shield and rever- repel those beams. Right. But in practice, that doesn't work if you have to, like, switch your equipment. Um, in the Switch version, it actually works. Well, and the Switch version lets you reflect the beam back at a beamos to disable it. Did I get around to doing that? Oh, I yeah. You can completely yeah, yeah. disable the beamos doing that. It's great. Is there any other way to disable Beamos? Not that I know. Not that I know of. Not, but I don't remember how I did it. Not that I know of. Well, Um, I like the design of the mirror shield because I take umbrage with the fact that in in the Switch remake specifically, because the Switch remake changes the basic shield design to be the Hylian shield, which I get that's the branding, but I am less of a fan of the Hylian shield becoming the main brand shield. Uh, for probably petty reasons, I don't remember why, but um, but I liked the original Link's Awakening shield that was the more traditional shield shape. Yeah. Um, but then when they put the mirror shield in this, they didn't try and change its design. They just kept it the same, really basic gold, big shield design. So I like that. Marker, marker, bleep, Zach, cussing. What? Okay. It's fine. It's fine. No, I have to. Okay, you say so. Uh, there was a mini boss. Uh, there's an actual mini boss. We talked about the Hinox, but there's the Grim Creeper. Grim Creeper, great name, great guy. He's great he's, character. He's not the best skeleton in this game, but he's at least top three. Yep. He has a flute. What is what is his instrument? I forget. It's a, I think it's a flute. He's got a little flute. He stands up on like you go into his little mini boss chamber, and he plays a flute at you, and he summons these little bat bird guys. Yeah. That attack you, and. I guess the actual conceit here is you're supposed to attack them all at once. Yeah, you have to attack, you know, hit each one as it attacks you and not miss any. 
and I didn't. It's been so long since I haven't missed any that I forgot that's how that worked. Well, I had no idea. I like. I'm pretty sure I never messed up because it's so easy in you know the Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Color versions, and then in the Switch version, um, they actually switch up the attack pattern a little, and it's not as uh, trivial to hurt them all in mm. one round. I see. And so I found out that uh, that's part of the conceit of this battle because I thought the joke was he attacks you with six keys and you kill him immediately and he's a total pushover of a mini boss yeah he's still a total pushover of a mini boss oh yeah that's you know here and there uh yeah you beat him and then he gets mad and swears revenge Mm -hmm. um okay then you complete the puzzle we were talking about earlier that we didn't talk about the resolution to so, oh, sure. What happens when you destroy all four pillars? On the second floor of the tower, there are these four pillars. I've heard about those. You can go up to the third floor while those pillars are intact, and oh, you yeah. can access part of that floor, but you're cut off from a lot of it. If you Yes, just... and it has this creepy, like, big pit in the middle of it. Yeah, it looks, it lo- it looks incomplete. Incorrect. Yeah. 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 You knock down those pillars, and then you get a very, very good cutscene of the upper portion of this tower yes plummeting down a floor allowing you access to the upper portion of that tower from there you can return to the third floor and the floor above that has now taken the place of all that and now it's navigable yeah um so you're actually like again you're taking this tower and manipulating it to be able to get to what you need to get Yes. So the tower, again, is a puzzle element itself. It's very mm. good. It's extremely it's so good. so good. You you are wrecking this place in the process of getting to what you need. It's so good. Mm. Um, you get up to that floor. Uh, there's some Goombas. Oh, I wanted to touch on the enemies real quick before oh, sure. we go to the boss. Uh, you've got unique enemies. Gibdos show up here for the uh, first time. Okay. There are some Gibdos in... Uh turtle rock right but this is the first time they've shown up on sure. the podcast so yeah. i want to talk about them here okay so they brought those back from loz uh and they are kind of scary they're, they're, they they pack a punch they don't you know they don't bounce back when you attack them they just keep walking at you and you, you will not have the fire rod before you get to here so they're difficult to deal with yeah, yeah. there's another Pretty enemy here that we got to spend a little bit of time on real quick oh uh, yes the anti-kirby the anti-kirby there is a this game likes to do little homages to other Nintendo stuff. You've got the weird Goombas. You've got Piranha Plants. You've got Bloopers. Bloopers. There's uh, that doll. Uh, but then in this dungeon, they've got these little Kirby enemies that look like Kirby with messed up eyes. <laughs> uh, and they function like Kirby where they will walk around and eat you. They inhale you, yes. And what's their deal, Ryan? Why are there anti-Kirbys here? Why is it an anti-Kirby? I don't know, man. That's, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. I, it's it's so weird and arbitrary that I don't know how to cope with it. Sorry. Why is there not an anti-Kirby coloring in Smash Brothers? Well, what color is anti-Kirby? Oh, I don't know. Black and white. Or green scale. Yeah. There's probably a green, I could just use the green yeah. one. Anyways, but well, I need to switch go. his, they gotta switch his eyes up. Anyways. When is I when is anti Kirby coming to Smash? Anyway, uh, the boss. Let's talk about the boss. Uh, wait. Oh, let's not talk I about the boss. I think there might be something else to talk about before the boss. Okay, I'm checking. 
I'm checking. Oh, here's what I want to say. Totally kind of off the rails. Sorry. All right. Let's um, do it. This dungeon, you can see parallels to a lot of other Zelda dungeons, but I think the most obvious one is Snowhead Temple in Majora's Mask. Because in that one, you are also manipulating the height of the central part of the dungeon, the tower, uh, to make different places uh, accessible. And it was why I brought up the, you know, linear nature of the very first part of this dungeon is Snowhead Temple lets you goof around and look at stuff and, you know, get caught up in this thing or that thing for a while. And the central mechanic, you have to like happen upon it. I think it's a lot less satisfying of a dungeon I'm not as big a fan of Snowhead Temple as I am of this one. And I think it, part of it has to do with the way they uh, introduce the central gimmick. Do you agree? I, I It's been a while since I played Majora's Mask, and I remember not enjoying Snowhead Temple as much as some of the other dungeons in that game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to defer to you and say you're 100% correct. I'm 100% correct. Anyway, let's talk about the boss. So you go to like the boss key or you go up some stairs and then you're out in that side view that you saw before when it was collapsing. Yes. And there's a ladder that you climb up to the very tippy tippy top of the tower. Yeah. Like there's no railing or anything. You're just a flat platform. And then Grim Creeper's there with his little bat friends and he calls you out like, hey, I'm going to mess you up, man. And then a giant eagle flies in and he jumps on top of it. Yeah. And then you fight him flying around on top of this giant eagle. So the boss is ostensibly evil eagle. Yep. The great big eagle. But, uh, you know, it's being driven by this crazy skeleton guy who hates you. Yeah, he hates your guts. Um, I had a note. At some point recently, somebody on Twitter somewhere said what kind of eagle this is. Oh, yeah. In the Japanese, it refers to a specific type of bird. But, like, there's an actual eagle that kind of matches up to what this is, as opposed oh, yeah. to, like, an albatross or whatever. And okay. I could not find that in doing my notes for this. So take uh, my completely unreasonable word, and yes, this is an eagle. Um, I wonder if, actually, maybe I can find that. Um... Well, I'll keep talking about this boss fight. So this eagle, it's all stunned side scroll. This is one of a couple side scroll boss fights in the game. Remind, actually reminds me of another eagle boss uh, from Mega Man X where you fight Storm Eagle. Uh, mm. This boss will swoop at you and, and like attack you and then will at varying times do a swoop down attack and then do a blowing, flapping its wings to blow wind at you to knock you off the top of the tower attack. And you end up using the mirror shield when it's flapping its wings at you so that you don't get hit by its little air projectiles. Feathered, aren't they feathers that it's throwing Probably, at you? That that makes sense. Okay, uh, they're flying type projectiles, so you don't get knocked off the top. Because if you get knocked off the top and go back up, uh, you have to start the fight over, basically. Yes, uh, the the boss fight is not especially fun for me. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. I don't really like it. You can use um, I, now. What can you use to damage him? Because I think like I always end up using the hookshot. 
I always use the sword before. I found out in the Switch version, at least, you can use arrows, and yeah. those wreck it. Well, arrows are just overpowered in this game anyways. Yeah. Except versus wizardrobes. Um, yeah, but you attack this thing as it comes by whenever you can, and eventually you defeat it. Um, the the name of the dungeon is Owashinoto. And Owashi, I guess, specifically refers to Stellar's Sea Eagle. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the name of the boss itself in Japanese is, like, Arubatrosu. Yeah, it's like a albatross knockoff or something. Yeah, right. A- anyways, birds. Birds. Uh, you beat this bird up, and then uh, you win. Yeah. Because you're the hero guy. You're pretty good at this. Uh, by now, you should be pretty good at this. This is pretty deep into the game. Uh, then you have to return down back to the floor below to yeah. get to the siren's instrument for this dungeon, which is the Organ of the Evening Calm. Yes. Which is the best name. It's a really good name. It's super good. They could they, they went hard on that one. Mm-hmm. That could have just been like the like evening organ or something, but they're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like they the sunset organ. Sunset organ or something. Like, no, they went hard. Yeah. And you get, like, an entire organ that you carry around. It, it looks like a, Cas- <laughs> like a Casio or something. You're just, like, a little keyboard. I never thought of it that way. Um, they're magical instruments, so you can do whatever you want with them. It's fine. I suppose. Um, and that's it. And so you... This is a good dungeon, in conclusion. Yes. In conclusion, this dungeon's real good. I like it. It's got a very good central conceit. It's very clear what your objectives are. It's got a lot of varied elements to it that you can take in different order. And for the hardest dungeon, like the hardest dungeon for your brain, it's also totally fair. Exactly. Which is wild. Yep. They did if a we... A-plus job on this one. Yep. What were you going to say? I was going to change the subject and make this episode even longer. Unnecessary. Let's go to the next episode. I don't have that next episode pulled up. Give me a moment. It's going to be E8. Uh, okay, great. 